This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I am Bobby Madley and you're listening to Annie Takes That Chance. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance and he scores. Jack Pate scores. Effort in there. Scores for Huddersfield Town! 3-2 Town! For a sherry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! The Quattro's in, round the hair! 2-0 Huddersfield Town! Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. We're three games into the new season and we've got three town fans ready to discuss all things HTFC. A dismal opening display, a flattering bore and a dismal a dismal no-show. It's myself, Matt, Cozy Bear and Neil. Good evening. Hi, Matt. We'll let uh, people decide who is who from uh, that lovely list and uh, we'll move on to the QPR game. Cozy, Neil, I went, I was in the lower tier, yeah, you right are, behind you are Callum Grasgow. You have the first comments on it, mate. I, I'm, at da- I'm in the danger of becoming exceedingly boring because what I saw was a continuation of the previous six, seven months. We're in bottom tier or top tier, Matt? Let's get to the facts. Bottom tier, right mm. behind Callum Grant's penalty. Tight ass. <laughs> it was, I wasn't paying 33 quid to go. <laughs> the, but, so what I saw from that game was... Um, too much panic to, again, frantic, overly frantic again. A lot of panic on the ball. Uh, Jonathan Hogg and Tommy Elphick trying to get the ball forward as quickly and early as possible. So an early little run from Adama Diakabi, which was interesting. Um, he got booked, obviously, for the for the simulation after it. But there were little flashes at, at certain points. But in, in all honesty, we didn't have a great first half. Second half, we we've, again, Jan's thrown out the 4-3-3 again at half time, shifted to 4-2-3-1. I, 
Alex Pritchard, I thought, was our best player on the day. He uh, he he played quite well. Uh, he he looked a lot better at number ten in behind the striker, and, and Carlin Grant looked a lot happier when Pritchard was closer as well. Like like I keep saying, I don't think Carlin can be that isolated striker who can bang the ball up to. It's just not his game. And putting Pritchard closer to him helped him and uh, and, and made him much happier in what he was doing. And for fifteen minutes, we we did okay. Uh, we got the penalty, scored. And then we did what Derby did and sat back and invited pressure. Apart from we came up against a team that knew how to put proper pressure on us. I think what was funny to me, and you missed something out there, but I watched it on a, a stream, like probably like a few people did. And it went off when Bakuna went in. And I expected the stream to come back on and, and see that little red thing above Hood. And he didn't. And I thought that was, you know... We were lucky, I thought, to go in with 11 players at half-time. And but second half, again, we got off to the perfect start. At last Kachunga, you know, doing what he used to do, running direct, caught, making someone, you know, make a rash decision. And, and that was it. But, you know, I just couldn't believe what happened after the goal. It was just incredible, wasn't it? What were going on? We just... Can you explain it, Neil? I just couldn't believe it. Regarding subs, I mean, yeah, Kachunga's come out of good impact early doors. Um, like you say, direct like you were last, you know, last in championship. Went for box, went for a goal, got dropped penalty, absolute stonewall pen. The one thing that Jan got right all game was subbing Bakuna at half time because I thought it was a lucky boy. There's, 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 there's some refs that, that would have given that as a red. I think in the Premier League, that's probably a red card. Yeah, I think he was last season. Yeah, maybe not so, so. Yeah, yeah, yellow, possibly fair, but it, it could have been a red. Bit of an orange, and, orange yeah, card, yeah, and but it, Jan did the right thing, subbing him at half time. Um, but once we scored, you're thinking, right, push yeah, on now, yeah. these are on ropes, let's get at him, let's get another. We've got you know, Kachungal have been buzzing at that point. Grant is bagged again, two in two after the decent pre season, and it just, it just didn't happen at all, it didn't transpire. It just we sat back, we invited pressure. And as we found out, to was cost at QPR before. That little boxy ground where they're on top of you, it made many in it to make a good noise. And town buckled, yeah. they properly buckled. And that way, it just, it was, it was like watching a team. And, well, they have, they've got a massive hangover from last season. And it was never more evident than the last 35, 40 minutes on Saturday. They'd missed some chances before the warning signs were coming, but the goal was pretty soul destroying, really, because it was just a nothing goal. Quana, which will probably come in in a sec, but, you know, what? just totally lost his man and, you know, bang, the goal was in. And another five minutes we'd have lost. I thought he was ready for Naki Wells to come in and put the knife in. <laughs> I thought that were coming in. They were primed. Yeah. To, I had to look twice yeah. when they'd scored because yeah. he'd literally just come on. But then, thinking that'd be Wells. Typically. After the game, Jan thought we should have won. He was incredible, wasn't he? I had to look back on them comments to believe that I heard what I did. I think the commentator were interesting because Paul Walker, I think it is, covers a lot, does a lot of the feed games and... I think he was shocked how bad we were. I think there's this misconception that we've come from the Premier League and I know we were bad, but it's like, right, but we're in the championship now, so we should be doing a lot better. I think, well, obviously, we think we should be doing... He were like, wow, this is... Othersfield are all yeah. over the place. Othersfield are all over the shop. This is before we come on to, to last night's game. And I think I think we know what we know, but... Others I'll be thinking, honest, I, I don't... Between the three of us there and you know, anybody who's listening to this has either watched a game or seen highlights back or were there... There's not a lot else you can say about that game on Saturday than we've already said now, to I, be honest. I still don't, I still haven't seen, I keep going on about it, but I still don't see a pattern. I, I kind of get what I think he's trying to do. He's trying to go for a, a mid block 
um, allow them to come into midfield, press them at certain points. I haven't figured out what the pressing points are yet. And and then try and play it quickly into the final third. But it's just it's just so there's no cohesion whatsoever. Play, players look lost, mate. Players players look lost. Even there's, there's more no, so when we've got the ball, there, which there's, is worried. There's no real plan that stands out. And you think this is this is our identity. This is how we play. You, you just you can't decipher one. And then obviously last night sort of compounded that. Fair enough, he's made ten changes, but that last night was a, a shambles. Dear Carby started off well. I thought on Saturday, I might say a couple of runs. I thought here we go. It looked like you know could do some damage, but. Again, just like, just in submission, I thought Hugo for QPR were causing some real issues, weren't they? I thought it was rubbish, bit. to be honest. I thought Elphick yeah. had him in his pocket. I thought it was rubbish. I don't, I don't rate Hugo. Elphick had a decent game Saturday. Yeah. I think that's worth mentioning. positive on it. Elphick yeah. did have a decent game. I thought Flo, I hammer Flo more than anyone. And I thought he was far better than what he was against Derby as well. So credit where credit's due to it. hard, would it? To a certain extent. And I thought Tommy Elphick did quite well. Uh, the player I like from QPR is... is Ezi Ibery, I think it's how it's pronounced. I think he's definitely got a, a really yeah, good future. His, his touch to take it away from people yeah, is, is really good. What were the mood in the stadium like, Matt, coming out with it? Good point, or felt too lost out? How were people feeling no, coming out? No, people weren't good. Wasn't well, uh, there some trouble I were hearing? Some... In the upper tier, but I think like, I, I was in yeah. the lower, and I didn't obviously didn't see yeah. what had happened. Mm-hmm. I saw a few people arrested outside yeah, and were having a go. Be, you haven't seen much more, have you? Uh, <laughs> and... Some of the comments from the crowd weren't really particularly helpful during the game. You know, there's you know quite a lot of shouts of "f off PE teacher," which doesn't really help. You know, after mm. thirty minutes, um, and it, to be honest, it was quite negative. To be honest, where I was sat, just on that point where I was sat last night, um, somewhere I never sit with lower tier, and I purposely sat in the block next to our dugout, about ten rows back. We were. Um, but the the level of vitriol and just anger and upset and disappointment and aimed at Seaver were getting louder and louder and louder, and and nobody were. Mm. You weren't looking around thinking, "Shut up now, leave it." Nobody were bothered. Just crack on. And it, it had very much a feel of a Chris Powell game where you're almost sat there. And I don't want to say it, but not bothered. You just wanted it to finish. And when it ended, you knew what were coming. You knew full well what were coming. And those boos, don't let anybody be mistaken, those boos weren't for players last night. Those blue, those boos were purposely aimed straight at you. And I'm, I'm not one for boo. I, I never have been. I want to finish my point on QPR as well. I said, you know, some of those comments were unhelpful. But I don't blame people for getting annoyed at the same time. People no, are frustrated. Yeah. And... It, it spills over in different ways. Some people like us create a podcast and moan about it. Other people yeah. get, you know, the passion comes out and they, they shout, you know. Cutting it down to basics and black and white, we've won four games in over 50. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need to know. That, four games in over 50 and that, mm. at any level of football, that's going to really upset people. But when you're talking about a team who's been playing in Premier League and now in Championship, arguably to best, most competitive divisions. Well, I don't know about Premier being too competitive, but Championship especially. But when you're watching that level of football, you're in front of 20,000 every week, you've seen four wins. That is hard for people to get enthused about. So for fans to still keep turning out, I mean, I don't know what number we're down at QPR, over a thousand I'm guessing. For, to take that amount down there on a, on a Saturday afternoon when we haven't you know, won four games in, in 50-odd, 
I think if they've opened the bottom tier at QPR, it's a good sign that the away followers yeah, have yeah. decent. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not bad. So, you know, that, that into account to take that many on the back of what has basically been over 18 months of averageness and poor football. Well, we haven't won a game. It's at, phenomenal. We haven't won a game on a Saturday for 16 months. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, Tom Inns. Tom Inns. Yeah. Tom Inns against Watford for the last time we won on a Saturday. <laughs> which, wow! Which is, I mean, imagine coming out of that game, the the, the euphoria at the end of that game. Oh, I think. And imagine if somebody had told yeah. you then that you're not going to win another game at home for well months. over a year, and it could. Well, we don't know how long it's going to go on, do we? But it will just. It's it's totally demoralising at the minute, and it is getting to the stage where you're almost contemplating: is it worth the effort again? Mm. And once you get to that. That spreads quickly. That's why Dean took over it first place because that was spreading. The apathy was spreading. And I think the worst thing about it now is because we've been in Premier League and we've been in Championship and we've spent... I just put a tweet out not long since. I just had a bit of a reckon up in Carlo waiting for you two to come back. And our squad at the moment cost us over £80 million pounds. Mm. So Jan's moaning about we've only spent a million pound this summer, which is actually false because mm. we've had to play, pay for him Benzin as well. So yeah. we've spent over 10, 11 million pound this summer. But for him to moan that we've only spent a million pound, we're playing a league, a league one side last night that when we were kicking off at Crystal Palace, we're in the National League. So we're, we're four mm. or five divisions <laughs> apart. Two years later, we're playing Lincoln in a League Cup tie at home. That side that we finished on that pitch last night were worth over thirty yeah. million pound. See, that's when I <clears throat> can't complain that you've only spent one when you're putting a side out that's worth over thirty million against a League One side. You should yeah. be winning. You should be beating them regardless. I'm feeling the apathy, like like you near like the vibes and stuff. But I, you mentioned it before, you know, kind of pre Dean Oil. But I think the difference is now. I think a lot of people are like just like you've just mentioned there. People have seen eighty million pounds with them. I'm what Jan says on the pitch and should be doing a lot better. Yeah. You know, I, I still wonder how good that squad could be, mid table, what have you. But it's not the point. The point is we should be doing. It, it, these players should be doing better because individually we've all seen some great moments. You know, from you know the likes over the years, and it's uh, it's incredible. Like you've seen stuff. God, have we, it's like have we moved on to the last night or we finished QPR? But this, the, the only just, way to wrap QPR is, is <sighs> up is is that it's a poor performance. You know, he's, did he say put Colin on for his heading? Would you settle was, for a point before a, the game? I thought it'd be a draw, but yeah. I think I think the manner of the draw was yeah, disappointing. Absolutely. And the manner of how we surrendered, I think just left everyone yeah. walking there's, out there's really strange, disappointed. There's just strange decisions. And, that, and like going on to, I know sort of amalgamated talking about the two here, but they were played close together, weren't they? It's, it's you who's doing it, yeah. I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to carry on doing it. But like, <laughs> like, like last night, you know, we're chasing the game against a League One team. At home, there's 20 minutes left. We've got one man up front Incredible. surrounded by five or six players. I've got a picture of it. <laughs> We've got a flat back four. Yeah. Why, with 20 minutes left, aren't we sacrificing a defender? Be it Bocorno were, in my opinion, <laughs> awful. <laughs> he goes off. You know, that was it. We brought Kwana on to try and rescue somebody in the last two games. But we're playing a team in League One and he's not deemed good enough to bring on against them. Why, why aren't we using him? He were warming up virtually all second half. He's keen. So, but, why, but why aren't we using him? We used two subs last night. Mm. You know, we brought Mooney on, who, to be fair, is missing absolute sitter again. Yeah. Van der Parra came on. 
he liked to be like, shoved on. Yeah, and he had to be thrown. He, he, he didn't want to be there. But when he got on, he produced more in thirty minutes than rest at wingers have since we started yeah. the season. Started last season. Yeah. So <laughs> I think they didn't want to tell him for me last night. They were, like, they were so much more organised. It was incredible. They seemed to be a team that knew what they were, what they were about, what they're doing, what the system was. You know, yeah. Inferior players and what have you, but they had a bit of a ace in the pack, Jack Payne, who had a great game. God knows how he missed what he did, but I just felt, God, it, it looked like a team on the up, and they are. Obviously, they've had a couple of promotions. It looked like a club on the up, a team on the up. They took a lot of following. It just looked like a team. That's the damn. I mean, they, they kept, didn't they retweet it this week, didn't they? It was 12 months, well, like two years or whatever since the day Palace and what have you when we were top of the league. And it's incredible. If I'd have said, to, like you mentioned there, Neil, that 16 months or whatever, but. I said to you after that Chelsea when we'd stayed up and the incredible night that it'd be coming and this just not so many months later really you just can't believe it can you it's classic Huddersfield town isn't it just and that's why it doesn't, doesn't surprise me I think in many ways I don't, I don't think anybody surprised we're not disappointed is it massively so, so let me ask you a question Neil do it we, we've, we've just me and Cosy have just been in Radio Leeds um, yeah probably less said about that the better because it wasn't one of our finer finer performances in there <laughs> we were like talent we're <laughs> and and one one thing that came up in there is at what point and from where do you judge Jan Ziva I think all three of us judge him from the moment that he's he's coming um, so we've got because that's when he started job but a lot of, uh, there's an argument that there's a clean slate drawn at the end of last season I think we all said it as well to be fair he's yeah. got a clean slate going into next season so do you so where do you where do you map that, that clean, I, I fully understand the clean state. We've all set. I mean, I was very public and open on here on Radio Leagues when we're on with Johnny that I didn't think Seaver was the man for us. It wasn't happening. There were no sign of any kind of plan when he came in. There was nothing that led me to believe he had a plan moving forward. He's since had a full pre season. He's got rid of the players who were supposedly causing all, all the bother behind the scenes. They've all gone. Um, he's got a full season. Had a full pre-season, sorry, to work with them. Pre-season performances were okay, results good. Um, so you, you come into Derby, I won't say expectant, but hopeful of being in amongst and competing and at least putting up a show. And that would demolish in space of three minutes against Derby. But the biggest disappointment is we're three games in and there's still no decipherable formation, plan, identity. And that is after being here for eight months. Let, let's be honest, the team that started against QPR, just about all those players, bar Elphick and Grabara, were all here last season. So it's not like his way is a surprise. It's not Nothing's shocking. We've got a team who's been here that should have some kind of cohesion, yet there still looks to be none. And yeah, he's changed a lot of personnel last night, but they're all, you know, that, that same side that went to Doncaster and did well, pretty much, mm. barring a couple. I, I have I had no problems with the, the team selection. No, me neither. Me neither. I, I understand I've, I've completely massive why he's done that. with how it transpired. One thing that I was pleased with um, is Ryan Schofield. It's, it's always really nice to have one of your own out there, somebody who supports the club, brought up in the town, it's not about, you know, as the fans of other clubs go, oh yeah, he gets it, he gets it. It's not about that. It's it's just about having a Huddersfield Town fan on that pitch and, and, and living the dream, if you like. And his performance, by all accounts, because I didn't go, I was on airport duty last night, so I missed that one. 
but his listen to it on Radio Leeds and and they were full of praise for Ryan Schofield and I think he's 19 which which is a great yeah, a great good. a great thing if we're going to take anything from that game it's Ryan Schofield's debut and we've got a really good one for the future yeah his glove work were good and be mega critical as kicking, but he was never going to be the finished article with his no, age. No, I think it's at that age. He can. He had a lot to do though. There's, there's a lot. More than there's a lot thought. he can learn. He, he can learn. Uh, he, he can learn his kicking. He can train that. What you can't train is goalkeeping instinct. And I don't know if Matt's mentioned it, but Matt Matt used to be a goalkeeper and goalkeeping coach. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> but he he can't teach the instinct he had to stop shots. That's that's natural ability. You have to be an idiot to be a goalkeeper. Yeah, you got to be a bit mental. In front of, yeah. So you know that's that's natural ability. And start a and podcast. The, the, the kicking stuff. That, so, that can be trained. That can was, be taught. There were so many horrible moments, dear. What now? We we commented in a bit of a phone call this this morning, but Bockhorn and Karoma in the first half were incredible. So they were like, someone's got to go, someone's got a bomb on, someone's got to stay. And they were looking at each other with a ball like, do I go, do you go? They were arms flying out and then no one went, it went back, it went, there seemed to be no cohesion there. And look what it was, just, have they had any training session? This team, it was just incredible. And then there were a moment in the end, which I really dislike, but he does this bakuna where he kind of, with a bit of a 50-50 ball for Lincoln guy, you know, kind of went in the bakuna you know, he got the ball, but but we're kind of rolling around. You know, like we were ninety minutes, we were injured time. He's yeah. like, get up and carry on. There were no wrong with him. There were nothing there were wrong no with him. Oh, I just thought, hang on a minute, mate. This is we wanting warriors here and stuff. I, yeah. I'm really worried about Bakuna, big time. And I just wondered because we all talked to him up last it, year. Cause it, it, he looks a very very angry young man. He does. <laughs> I, I thought he'd be a liability, and he just yeah. he just seems to be pan that way. Why does he? He always wants to do some incredible special it, it, ball. Why? It, 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 won't, it won't be starting for me. On, no, it won't for me. No, it's almost like we're building everything round him. But the worrying thing is, is who else can you build I, it round? I, I did say this in pre-season that I had worries over Bakuna and his reliability. I just think the creativity in midfield is—it's a big issue. I mean, Moy was the—I mean, I want to say the most creative guy ever, but he was—he's pulled a few strings. I just don't see who's going to do it. Aaron Moy created the most chances we in the Premier League mm. for us in two years. In over those two years, who were so. uh, who's going to step into that role? No one. Uh, no, we're going to go into the transfer deadline. Two penalties in a bit on this but. season so far. So Lincoln game. Well, do you want to wrap that one up? I think Dan, Daniel Maddox has, has tweeted in, and he's, he's he's obviously asked for the thoughts on last night. He, he thought we played terribly, conceded a goal, and didn't even think of making a change, which is something you guys were on. I want to mention Jack Payne. It made me mad because <laughs> I just looked at him and thought that he could still do a job. I know yeah, the ship sailed or what have you, but we bought him for the championship. He, as Rich mentioned on the little SoundCloud thing we did last night, we bought him for the championship. Obviously, they moved him on, but I think it was be certainly worth bringing back and giving an opportunity. It'd be well worth but it, yeah. To be fair, in hindsight, it's easy to say that. I mean, I, I wasn't particularly disappointed they'd let him go, mm. you know. But looking at it now, mm. the, the sad thing is he'd probably walk into our team. Yeah, mm, I'm not convinced. I think if he was well, still here, he'd be playing as badly as anyone else. To be maybe, honest. maybe, but it's. Uh, it, it, it's hard to look back and think who might work and who might not work. End of the day, we have what. We've got what we've got now. And the only man that we've got who has got a decent amount of creativity is Pritchard. But you can't play him in the middle of a, a midfield three. He's nowhere near strong enough. He looks lost wide. You've got to change formation to fit him in. You've got to go back to 4-2-3-1, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of people have, have asked about the the system in particular and 4-3 I, I said it we last week 4-3-3 we play 4-3-3 that much is obvious 
but we don't seem to have the players for it either. We don't seem to have the I, midfields. I just not it's obvious. Second half last night, there were, everyone was just sat there looking around thinking, who, who is playing where? You just literally couldn't tell. It wasn't, I like to think I can sit back and understand the game and who's playing where and who's doing what, but last night... It how, just won't decipher. How bad when Embenza last night? Eleven million pounds of a player there. Just, awful. I think the winning thing for me Absolutely is there's dreadful. so much to worry about, really. But there's no signs of any of these guys coming good anytime soon. No. You can say what you want about, you know, Siva, and, <clears> and he's getting a lot of hammer. But it's, it, I think some people, to me, are missing a bit of a point. It's almost like it's all about him. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can inexcusable kind of what's going on. But I honestly don't think if a Mourinho came in or someone that ill could. Steady. Couldn't it? No, I don't know. It's, but I just think it's a bit more deep-rooted than just one man. I, I, it is, because there's a lot of them... Is it just confidence? A lot of them are what? damaged now. Is it just confidence? But I, I put, like I say, I put a tweet out earlier on tonight that's we've got £80 million pounds worth of players in that squad. £80 million. Pounds worth. If you would have told us we were going to end up back in Championship two years after getting promoted with a squad that had cost us over £80 yeah. million, pound, you'd have been saying... We'll walk it. Yeah. We'll, we'll walk it. Spot, wouldn't you? Yeah. And we've actually come down. Nobody thinking we're going to challenge for promotion. People thinking we might Sweet. even struggle. Yeah. What does that say about that? Yeah. It's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Don't make any football sense. And Jan crying about we've only spent one million, which actually, you know, it's double figures because we've had to pay for Mbenza. But you look at that squad and I honestly think that a good manager gets a decent tune out of that squad. I'm not saying they're going to go up, but a good manager gets a good tune out of that squad because there is some decent players in there. I can't, I, yeah, I can't argue that someone could be doing better. I think the worrying thing for me is, is I honestly think anyone could do any better at this moment in time than Hudson and stuff. I, I were always against him taking over till the end of the season, to be honest, when a few were kind of shouting up. But it's, it's got, you've got to think it's do or die for him on Friday, don't you? I, I, Shall we move on to future Jan? It's obviously the topic of conversation yeah. across social media. I, I can't be bothered talking about those two games, non-games, if you like. Yeah, they're done, aren't they? Moy round the outside of Johnny Otto of Wolves. Early cross, deflected by defender. Carlin Grant up the line. Goal, Steve Mounier! Goal, Steve Mounier! The roof! has just nearly come off the John Smith Stadium. Jan Siebert is poised to gather his first win as town head coach on the back of the best performance since he took charge. And Huddersfield Town have just forced the ball over the line. Willed on by the deafening noise of the home crowd. It's Huddersfield Town 1, Wolves 0. Jan's future, so Atrick Bear, James He's, he sent in a tweet as well. Thanks, James, who says, do you think we brought Siva in at the wrong time or is he just not good enough? And I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I said at the time as well, and we can go back. I, I gave three names, didn't I, at the time. I even said Graham Potter to you guys in a WhatsApp group and you both you went, blah, 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 blah. And, you did. And I said at the time, we needed a manager, not a coach. And we still need a manager, not a coach, in my opinion. Um, Jan's future. This is, it's not something I want to talk about because I feel this could become a weekly thing. You know, the longer he stays here, this could be what everyone's thing is, though, talking at about. At the moment, though, it is all people are talking about, let's be honest. Yeah, so I don't want to labour on it for too long, but eight months, no visible improvements. Players posting on social media questionable comments. Players liking questionable comments. 
Seven players in mutiny, some of them still at the club, some of them still playing, apparently. It, it doesn't feel like it's all Jan's fault, but by the same time, did he cause a lot of this? Did he come in and go too hard too early and he's upset too many people and there's no coming back from that? Is the, the groundswell of opinion against him has changed massively? Is there no coming back or can he turn that round? People just don't seem to get Jan Ziva either. They don't seem to, what he says and what, what he does seem completely different. I kind of like the guy in a way. He's the quirky German guy, the person I quite like, but I'm not seeing what I want to see so far. I don't want him to, to be honest, I don't want him to get sacked. I want him to be a success. But we all do. The, the, we long, all the longer it's, that's, I the tell you long, what, the if, longer if, it's if going on succeed, though, time succeed. the longer it's going on, the harder it is to, to fight back against this groundswell against him and, it's not going well for for me. I don't, I don't. I want to. I want us to beat Fulham and carry on and go on a run. But what about for you guys? I I just don't see it happening. I just think at the minute it's yeah. is, is going towards I'll a tell dead you what end. I, I mentioned this last pod last season, but I thought he should have done a Q and A. Whether it be obviously couldn't have it Canals now at Millbridge or whatever, he should have done that because I think he's never there's never been that connection. Obviously Wagner, we had it so good, but I just think he missed a trick there. I'd love him to be questioned. I mean, I think Oggy did a great interview with him last night and pushed him like I've never heard before, you know, kind of said, are you up to the job? But I think he's missed a bit of a public relations exercise there. And I, I honestly think because, you know, people were well tuned in with Wagner and it were brilliant what he did straight away. I th- you're always naturally going to compare it to that. I think he'd missed the boat and I think he got off to the wrong foot in there. Yeah, if he, obviously if results had gone better, they'd probably silenced many people. But I just, I'd love him to be put on the spot with some of the supporters and, and whether that, you know, make much difference to some, I think I think there's too much waters under the bridge for me, nearly. With a lot of people, how, how does he win them round it? No. I, I just don't think he can. I think it's, it's gone too far now. I think Aaron, whether you, you drew a clean slate or not under last season, which I think a lot of us did, um, I just think how it's going now and the, the there's, there's clear, clear mutiny with certain players. I mean, Matt alluded to the the Insta thing that Van Der Parra put out at weekend, you know, I'm, I'm fit, I'm just not getting getting picked, that were liked by eight or nine of the current squad. I mean, that you, you read stuff like that and I, I I just, I genuinely can't see a way back for him. And then when you're putting out a performance like that last night, wow, that's as bad as it's been for a long yeah. time. I just don't We took some hidings in it, Premier League, but that were, that were awful yeah. last the night. The players just, for me, the players just never seemed to play for Jan Ziva. I think last night was pretty much a, I hate saying this, but sometimes players seem to play, they, they appear to be playing to get a manager the sack. And are we, are we seeing that in some things? Are, I, I, are, are, are I we just going way over the top of this? Friday night, you're up against, oh, I'd probably say, uh, one of the best two or three teams in this league, you look at their their squad, they've arguably got best squad in division. Nokia, Kearney, Mitrovic, <sighs> Cavaliero, etc, etc, etc. I I fear because of the town players in current frame of mind got anywhere near the heart mm. and the desire to put up with a Fulham side who will be at it. Fulham will come at us. Fulham will know that we're suffering at the minute. Fulham are more than aware that if they get us, get at us and get us an early goal, all all the crowd 
support that's been swelled over the last two or three years could literally disappear in, in an awful, awful way. I, I, I genuinely fear for him Friday, and I think if we don't win Friday, I can't see it. I just can't see him being Would you have made the change last night, Neil? Me leaving ground last night, yeah, I would. But having reason, talked to Matt earlier on, Matt had a good point that, you know, we've just put reserves out against Lincoln. If that had been first team that last last night, it goes last night. But I think you put first team out on Friday in a competitive game. They're at home, under lights, live on Sky. Everything's primed up for him to have a right bounce back result, all that. But we need a response, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I just, but Even, I, with just, these players, it's, I it's, can't see it. It is genuinely more about performance for me than, than points on Friday. I know we need the win. Yeah. Jan needs the win. But we, we need to see progression, direction, in identity, pattern. Yeah. We're not seeing it. We're not seeing no. anything in eight months to to persist with this coach. I want to see this. I want him to I want him to be a success. I really, really do. The hope that we all had going into Derby game of being competitive and challenging it it's already gone. Gone by half time. It's man, gone. It? You know, we've scored two goals in three games. Penalties. Both penalties. You know, we haven't and it's not that we haven't scored chances. We've hardly created out. Yeah. We've had a few long ranges. But other just, than that, it's I think, just been poor. I it? think some of the, the frustration as well is that people are seeing that the same people doing the same things they did before. You know, and Benza, dear Carby, just final balls, awful. You know, Pete Bakuna being reckless and, and as he was last season. I think that a lot of the frustrations that I... I honestly think, you know, with what even the results have stayed the same, but we'd have seen like guys doing stuff different. You could see, oh, he, he's kind of come on or he's changed from last year. But I'd, I'd, if you had a blank piece of paper, I'd be really struggling to write down any positives. You know, Ryan Schofield got his, you know, got his debut, but he had so much to do. It was ridiculous. And I'd be really struggling to put it together. I mean, Colin Bell's coming, aren't he, obviously? And wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> He's got fantastic hair. It's like my, for anybody who's not seen me, he's got he's got hair like me. Yeah, with the with the blonde highlights and everything. So you got to wonder, haven't you? You know, if Jan goes, could the bell be at an end? <laughs> uh, I just don't think. It, it, obviously, we don't see behind the scenes. We don't know what goes on, but I haven't seen anything to tell me that he's made any difference from what previous assistant manager made. So is this all Jan's fault? Because we're alluding to players in no. particular here. We're, we're, I'm saying that we don't have the players to fit a certain system. Cosy's saying that the players' personalities are perhaps wrong. Or intimating, you probably didn't mm. say that directly. You're questioning the players' personalities. Mm. Neil's calling everyone a whopper, mm. as you, you know. I was sticking and, up for him on Twitter today because I was saying, hang on a minute, you know, is it just... Because I, I hate when there's one man playing for anything in like, no sure. mind for, football in life. It's yeah. It's got to be more than that. And then you've got to look and think... Hang on a minute, best manager we've ever had in our history couldn't do anything about some of these individuals. And the same, and neither can any, even more inexperienced coach than he was there. So it, it does annoy me that a lot of the players are getting away with it scot-free. I don't want everyone to be getting loads of stick, but these guys there who are stealing a wage at the moment and we don't... I, I don't it's, want it's not to just players, so let me, let me just kind of finish that and I'll bring you guys in. And we had a tweet from Jack Boothroyd who said, if you were chairman for a week, what would you do? Which I thought was quite amusing. For, for me, we're looking at players. We're looking at recruitment. Four trans. We're going to go into the transfer window in a second, but four windows now. Would you say? Would you ever say in those four windows since the first Premier League one 
Would you would you say you were happy with any of those windows? In, in not in their done? entirety, no, not oh, at all. Cam- Carl so, and Grant. Carl and Grant, but Jason punching in the same window. You know what I mean? There's, mm, there's yeah. the recruitment side of the side of things. We've, we've got to question the recruitment side of things. Why the shift from the, the, the English and German mentality to these, these French players or players from Dem, you know, why, why this, why the set change? Why, you know, there's, there's more, there's, there's the contract. So you've got to look at, across if you were, Ch- if you were Phil Hodgkinson coming in and, I'm really, really not happy with the stick Phil Hodgkinson's getting. He's a, he's a Huddersfield Town fan. There's people questioning whether he's even a Huddersfield Town fan, which is, is absolutely ridiculous. Is. He's, a, he's a Huddersfield Town fan coming in to try to do his best. He's got a big job. You know, he, he may make mistakes on the way. People might, might not like some of the things he does. But I, I don't think you can question his intentions mm-hmm. so far in a lot of ways. But he's come in and he's he's got so much to look at because he's got to... He's got to look at last season in particular. And one of the questions I was saying to you guys on WhatsApp is he comes in and goes, why was last year such a disaster? And people say, because Dean Hoyle wasn't here. Why does an owner make so much difference to the running of a football club when you've got all sorts of people in senior positions? That That's something that maybe he needs to look at. He needs to look at the recruit. The recruitment team may be amazing, may be really good. I might be completely overstepping. But maybe they need to look at the process, process there because these players that have come in, I'm I think not, what people clicking. are forgetting is... There's a lot for Phil to look at. There is. Well, we've had 18 months of dire football, getting beat pretty much every week. He's been here two months. Two months. People knew halfway through last season that we were going down. He wasn't involved at football club then. He hadn't had a chance to get involved in that then. He wasn't what to do with it then. He went to chairman at another football club then. So how... He needs the opportunity to come in, to stamp his authority across the football club, to make changes, to do his thing, to run it like he wants to run it. But we all knew there were major issues on playing staff front. We knew that. You can't change that within two months, especially within that two months. You're trying your best to ship out all the bad eggs who have made it very public that they don't want to be here. You know, there's no secret. Look at all the stick out the Danish trio had on Twitter. A lot of it, rightly so. I'm not going to defend them. He can't. Um, but he can't come in and wave a magic wand in the space of two months and people expect him to come and be a miracle worker. No, I've, I've been so disappointed. He needs so you, much more time than two, two months. is ridiculous for people to judge him now. I've been so disappointed with some of the stick that he's got. And to me, it's disrespecting Dean Oil as well. If you think that Dean... As we always said publicly, he'd never sell to anyone who didn't have other best. It's almost like disrespected him. I think some of the stuff's been bang out of order, to be honest with you. And and people got to remember that. And Dean had admitted if he was here, but when Dean Ock, I mean, he's not really made many decisions, to be fair, straight away, but Dean Ock made some bad ones at the start. Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of a journey for him, but people are laying into him, they're dragging up his past and stuff. It's, you know, I know. So, some of the abuse, though, is just absolutely order, not on. Yeah. You know, people, people calling it, you know, some of the things Potless Phil, you know, the ambulance chaser. It's just, it's just not on. This is a guy who's, mm. who's a Huddersfield fan who's cut, who's put his money in and people are saying he's bought it with a parachute mm. payments. I'm, I'm quite happy to sit here without knowing any facts and mm. saying there's no way Dean Hoyle would let Phil Hodgkinson mm. purchase a football club with a parachute payments. There's people spreading all sorts of stuff yeah. like this, all sorts of abuse. And it's just not on. Yeah. But it, it goes back to what Neil says though. He's just read out 80 million pounds worth of thing is, you know, you don't need the th- spending don't always work. Yeah. Any I- town fan in the right mind knew that this season was gonna be 
a season of transition. We've just lost best manager we've ever had, who had his fault second half of last season. Let's not deny that. You know, he's, he don't get away scot free for as brilliant as he was. He did get a lot wrong at transfer market last season. We've just lost. It's best, not all on the manager, though, is it? No, that's what I'm saying. We've just lost the best chairman clubs ever had. That don't mm. change. You can't change into a promotion chasing. Mm. Well, really functioning twenty-one points. Football club. games. No, you can't. It's, no, not, it's, it's not like we've like, come down yeah. scrapping and lost mm. on, lost out on last game of the season. Yeah. We've come. We've been down since Christmas. So for these for Phil to come in. It, it, people just got to give him time. It is what it is. The big Nobody question, come in and work miracles. Nobody. The big question is, are these players better than what they're showing? That's the thing. And as the longer the weeks tick by, you just wonder, you know. And I think so. Because individually, I we've seen so. bits. You can all point to games. Some of these guys are just not doing it, especially in Premier League. They can remember when he did this and he did that against that. But it's like, as a unit, as a team, it's just not clicking whatsoever. And the, the, the sad thing about football is when players are not doing it and players are not, putting it in, they're on big expensive contracts and the easiest thing to do is to sack the manager and try try another one. And I I don't want Jan Ziva to be a failure at all. I keep saying that because I, I do feel a bit sorry for him. But I can, you can only, unless he, unless he changes something with the players and, and maybe, again, I might be, I'm just speculating. I don't know this. I've been to one press conference. I don't know anything. And it just feels there's a, there's a huge disconnect in fact, it doesn't take a genius to work some of this out. But it, there's a disconnect between him and some of the players. There are certain cliques in that football in the dressing room which are not, which is leading to an unhappy atmosphere. And the club can put out YouTube videos of them laughing in training, and you know everyone when playing football smiles and laughs. But there are certain fundamental things that, that are wrong within that team structure, and it's not all Jan Zivert's fault. He is an inexperienced young manager who's who's passionate. I'm going to use that. Talk sport phrase, that passion, Cosley. And he's, 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 he wants to do this job. He put, he's putting his heart and soul into this job. It's just whether he was the wrong man at the wrong time. And that's what James Drigbear is. I think said. in future he might turn out to be a really good manager. But it's not going to be Fruitsfield Town, is it? He was put into a similar situation at Essen. And um, they weren't very complimentary about how he did there and, and everything went wrong for him there. And I, I just hope he's learned from something from that. And it just feels, it just needs Jan to sit down with some of them and say, look, what am I doing wrong? And he might have done yeah. this. What am I doing wrong? How can I make it better for you? How can we get over this and move on? And it just feels like that needs, saw, that needs to happen. A tweet was sent to me, I think this morning, last night or what have you, and it said, well, you know, they're not going to listen to him because what's he ever done in the game? Well, I, my first thoughts were, well, Neil Warnock had never done anything in the game. So suppose play the non-league big, wing, it? Non-league yeah, wing, it? but the big thing is, I suppose, it's just how you manage it. It must be just out, uh, you know, yeah. man management. What That's did Jose what Mourinho ever of. do? Andre Villas Boas, yeah. you know, yeah. having, having, an, having a really good playing career is not, not a not a thing anymore. It's yeah. about how you manage egos for me. And I think maybe that if Jan isn't successful here, one thing that I would obviously need to take away is how do you manage certain egos and certain players? And and I think that is essentially maybe where he's falling down at the minute is he's managing different players differently. And, and I, I feel sorry for him. It's a, I, I manage people at work and it's a very difficult, difficult job. And I've had some absolute whoppers in my time as well. But I suppose one thing... Some I great wanna, ones at the minute, just in case anyone listen. One thing I want to move on a little bit. And he left, and it's incredible how he left from a guy who, who became a pretty much an hero, you know, buying the lads a pint and the girls a pint and the free drink and what have you, and became a real cult figure. What a sad way for Zanka to kind of end his time just shipped out the back door with 
pretty much hardly any publicity and stuff like that as well. And you know, that, brought that, it on himself, didn't he? It would, yeah. It's very sad to kind of see how it went, but you know, where's he gone? He's gone to Turkey, aren't he? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how he gets on there. But Fraser well, Campbell... We'll, we'll come into the transfer window soon, Cosy, as well, because we've got one thing in between that. But the last thing to wrap up on Jan Zivert really is, and I, I won't blame you if you didn't really want to answer this question, but Danny Bell tweeted and said, if and when Jan goes, who do you realistically replace him with and what would the expectations be? And I, I, I'll start and you two can think if you want. I don't but, think we should answer that now because he's not. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I, I can't answer that. I just don't know. The only thing I've said to you, and I think I said to you, Neil, I, I still feel when you, you mentioned we need a manager rather than a coach and experience, and there'll be people who swear at me. It doesn't need to be experience. Days. It just needs to be someone yeah. who can work with people. But I'm just wondering, and a Nigel Atkins guy would be a good fit at the moment. I know I can imagine a lot of people would show up, you idiot, and what have you, but I just feel... He's a bit of a quirky character, makes people feel good. I think you said to me, Matt, it might be good for eight to 12 months and then we probably need to get someone else. But yeah. I just feel it needs someone who knows kind of the, the division. Yeah, we know Wagner did, etc. There's always exceptions to it. I just feel it. We need someone who knows how to man-manage. Well, Nigel Atkins is, is what I was saying, a people person. Yeah. He's ultra-positive, but I think that ultra-positivity gets really thin really quickly mm. with Nigel Atkins. But who knows, Matt? Oh, who do you want? Or what do you think? I want Jan Zivert to be a success. That's a cop-out answer. But I, I want, want Mark Hudson for me, mate, not for me. I like Mark Hudson, the, the guy. I, I like him a lot, but I don't think this is the situation to put him into. Yeah. I, th- I, think you'd, I think you'd have more respect than Jan's got. Um, but you'd also, you'd a big also, gamble, wouldn't it? No. You'd also, I don't like for like, sounds harsh, but... You're gambling, mate. Young, young yeah. coach, still mm. needs to learn. He's better off staying where he is, Mark Hudson, mm. at the minute. Yeah, for his own I, I, I gave three names in, in January, which were Peter Sturger, which I don't think would happen now in the championship. Never heard of him. Philip Koku, um, yeah, yeah, who's now at Derby, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And uh, Potter was another one, but obviously Some people that's mentioned gone. Chris Hill the weekend, but I just couldn't see him coming, me. I, I think his stock's too high. You know, I think he's a bit of a Southern kind of guy, although he went to Newcastle, but I just couldn't see him being at Huddersfield. It'd be a great coup, but I don't he's, see He's it. the kind of man-manager that you, you would think, but I think the problem with him is that I don't think, again, the players are are really necessarily a fit for him. So he'll obviously want a decent amount of money. He'll also want to spend money. And a, good, a good manager will get a chill out of this squad, no doubt. So just going back to that, some of the Phil Hodgkinson kind of debate though, I think, I don't think that people took well. I, I didn't have a problem with it, but the Q&A at the cinema were very direct. And and the stuff, again, I think still people are, you know, because he were very forthright, weren't he, on, in, on the money for from the Premier League. That's gone, that's gone, that's just gone. And some... I don't think people like that straight away. It were like, hang on a minute. 
They were just doing nothing different that Dean's done. And I think just then I, I had a few moments with people I know, like they didn't kind of like what he did, but I had no problems with it personally. And obviously the bit the, the breakfast club where people said, what was it? One for one and stuff. I think it, it seems it, it seems it at all when a lot of it's gone. You've got eighty millions worth of a squad. Yeah, the one the all one paying Premier you know League I mean? loans. I don't, you know, money soon yeah. gets swallowed up. No, nobody knows the real ins and outs. The thing is, no, nobody won. should know the ins and outs. That's what football club. That, we win one of them games. People, are, it's a totally different argument. It's just because it started bad, and it's like yeah, people it are blaming everything from from Jan to you know. But we'll get the blame next. Well, we, ever yeah. since we started this podcast, we haven't won a game yes, on a win Saturday. ratio. Five percent <laughs> win ratio for Jan. What about it's, his ads, pod? Us and, us and yeah. kid who does Insta. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep blaming I think we need to do that. a Man City podcast. So this is our last town one, yeah. <laughs> Up the city. So, Guardiola, what? Oh, no. So. Right, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll end that there on Jan. Like I say, I think we all hope Jan turns it around. But mm. Imagine a, doing a Man City one. podcast. What would you talk about? The one five nil on Saturday? Him, it would be rubbish. Right, we'll move on to uh, to one of our new features. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephen Chicken, and you're entering the Danger Zone. Right, Neil, we're back in the danger zone. Who's joining Barry Sheathouse in the uh, <laughs> zone this week? Barry Sheathouse. There's, there's a few, and I'm not going to name them individually because there's no need to. Um, just a bit disappointed with some of the reaction to the new chairman, if I'm being honest with you. Um, memes being made, fill this, fill that, parody accounts. All for a bit of fun. No problem with that, but... Fella's been in job two months and some of the vitriol that's going his way at the moment is just, it's just wrong. I don't agree with it. Have your say, have your opinion. If you don't like him, say so. If you don't agree with what he's doing, say so. But to get personal and start wishing unsavoury things on him, creating all these memes, saying this, saying that, saying other. I guarantee if you did a Q&A and all of these people would turn up and say, say it to his face or ask him a question even. So for me, well and truly in the danger zone. Get them. in the zone. Um, what I will say, I think it's perfectly acceptable, and I know you'll agree with this, it's perfectly acceptable to question. Absolutely. You know, questioning brought about the shares issue with Ken Davy, yeah. brought about issues with Barry Rubery. Yeah. I'm all for questioning, and I could guarantee Phil Hodgkinson would be all for questioning yeah. as well. But do it constructively. Don't just, don't just post, you know, don't just... Uh, Say things for the sake of saying things, because things snowball, things... I, f- I fully understand that people are angry and upset without season started. But as a chairman, he's been here for three games. We're not judging Jan now. This is this is the chairman. He's been here for three games. He can only do so much in two months. We don't know ins and outs at transfer market. We don't know timings on certain players in and out. We don't know who we've missed out on. We don't know anything about any of that. What we do know is he's been here for three games, couple of months. He's taking over from 
best chairman in club's history. It's one hell of an hard act to follow, especially on back of arguably one of the worst seasons we've ever had. So people just need to back off a bit, get behind him. I mean, if you, if you don't want to support him, that's fair enough, but there's no need for all nasty stuff. Ince with a repeat corner from the right. Left footed, near post, Schindler flicks it. 1-0 on a field town. Christopher Schindler has met Tom Ince in corner. It might have taken another deflection, but town's talisman defender has broken Man City's defence. Right, Neil, okay, so we're moving on to the, the transfer window itself. So the transfer window, the, the window slams shut. Aaron Moy was the um, last person out of the door. Well, Zanka was the last person out of the door. A little bit late, the Turkish window closes. The last one through the English window was, was Aaron Moy. Um, so we'll recap a little bit on the transfer window and we'll get your guys' feelings on this as well. So Isaac and Benz has come in, undisclosed, obviously, the fee. Herbert Bockhorn's come in for what we believe to be a couple of hundred grand uh, from Dortmund. Reese Brown's come in for what was uh, what was announced, I think, in the media. Well, not announced by us, but in the media, it's 140,000, somewhere around there. Tommy Elphick's coming on a free. Trevor Chaloba's come in, or Chaloba, however you want to pronounce it, is coming on, on loan. Uh, Camille Grabar is coming on loan and free. Fraser Campbell came in after the window as well on a free. From Brighouse Town. Training. From Brighouse Town. Yeah. Um, I think going out was always going to be <laughs> Don't the one that we were going to look <laughs> look at. Uh, S- stunt double. We lost Cos's hair alike <laughs> in our remote. Oh, no. And uh, some of the other ones going out. Zanka's gone out. We don't know how much for. Everything's undisclosed, and we understand why the, the club kind of kind of do it like that as well. So other departures as well. Makes it boring as a fan, though, doesn't it? It does. You, you want to know that it were 3.8 million or yeah. 16 yeah. point million. Yeah, that, Undisclosed is a pain in the You ass. do. So we, we've 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 brought in quite a bit. Philip Billings going out for what Dean Hoyle said on See this that podcast. See that shot he had on Saturday. They got seduced by it. Did all Premier commenters in there? Ooh, look at that. Dan Walker tweeted about it. Ooh. So Philip Billings, fifteen plus plus, as, as Dean Hoyle said on here. Tommy Smith for around four million. Zanka for what we think could be a couple. Ramadan Sobi's gone for a chunky loan fee. <laughs> He's gone to Al Ali. I forgot completely about Ramadan Sobi. Uh, Eric Dern left on a free. Dewoctra, De uh, Jonas Lursel, Jack Payne. <laughs> Dewoctra. Chris Lerva, we're not sure how much he's gone for. That's harsh, mate. He wants to send that to Stanford Bridge. <laughs> and Ben Hamer has gone Yeah, he's gone to Derby. So all you lot, eh? He's gone to a better club than us at the moment in the standings. He played last night, I think, but I believe yeah. did Ben Hamer. Has he made a cock up? As Philippe, I wonder if we'll soon find out. It's full of puns today. So, hey. what are your guys' feelings on the transfer window? I think a lot of people were disappointed in the manner that Aaron Moy left, yeah, a bit confused uh, yeah, as well. Yeah. It would I, always going to happen, I think, something like that. It would go in, though, just a, that moment when we knew we'd swap the blue and white stripes. We'll just feel for Brighton as well. But, uh, and to be fair, they called it, did Phil Hawkinson, didn't he? It could be last minute and we could be struggling to replace. And, I just saw the last bit of creativity that we had had just gone and the windows slammed shut and ouch. I just, it's going to be quite a bit of pain, I think, till January. Three windows. What else is there to say? Three windows. Mm. No, nobody could have guessed when Brighton were going to come in, you know, mm. so late. Do you, do you get a player in before he's gone, just yeah. in case he goes? You know, who, who's going to come yeah. on a... We'll sign you, but you'll only be playing exactly, if he goes. That's what I was saying at the time, Neil. I don't you know, know people were kicking. Well, they should have someone lined up as if so, so. If you were a player and someone said to yeah, you, right, I'll hang on to yeah, just so last, we're last trying day. to sell Alan Moyle, which we might lose a player, so just yeah. don't sign for anyone else. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, 
we'll do as best as if that happens. I think what will what, be interesting, I mean, we, we can't really answer other than it is what it is at the moment. Let's just, you know, get behind him and, and try and move it on best we can. But I think what will be interesting is we, we can ask these questions to the man himself when he comes on. I can't believe And Colin, I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll answer them as well. If anyone I thought would go, though, it'd be Colin Quan. I can't believe he's still here with us. Somebody's got to want them, Cosy. Yeah, mate. That's fairly That's true. That's the thing. So we've, we've had a few um, tweets through on the transfer window. Danny Smith um, was, should we have spent money on the direct replacement or are we happy with the loan signing of, of Chaloba? So we I, didn't have time. That was a thing. Yeah, I, there's an argument to say, should we have had something teed up at the time? But yeah, it, last day, Chaloba is, I see him as more of a replacement for Billing in terms of style. You know, someone who sits deeper and, and spreads passes around at I don't think anybody's replaced Moy. I think they're looking at Bakuna stepping up and he needs to step up much further than what he's done in the first two two league games, certainly. The thing is, if you replace Adam Moy, what do you spend? Adam Moy has not gone till last day at Winder. Mm. That were clearly a late thing. That were clearly Brighton coming in last minute and saying, we want an extra player. And fair play to Adam Moy. I know actions speak louder than words, but I did like Shiloba's tweet when he came, you know, last week and that as well. This seemed a man who was ex- genuinely excited to be here using it as a stepping stone maybe for his career. And, yeah. you know, this one, a guy who would just, you know, leaving Chelsea just to, you know, just kind of toss it off, shall we say, for the nine months. This And the Ipswich fans that were joining in, kind of the debate were saying, once he got kind of his feet on the t- table, even though they went down, he were outstanding. So, and you could see bits and bats last night, Leo, couldn't you, with his passing. Yeah, just Tidy. he's only going to improve him. He looked, looked a solid signing, but obviously no replacement for Moy for me. No, Mark Cox has tweeted and said that he... He doesn't understand why the club deem it necessary to sign another player in the same mould as Hogg and Bakuna rather than one that can play between the lines and look to thread the balls through to Grant. But I think that's more Bakuna's role than sitting deep. I think Bakuna would be a nightmare sat as the most defensive of, of the midfield. It'd be a liability sat too deep. And he was at Southampton and he did it last Southampton last game. I've seen a few tweets, totally agree. For me, he shouldn't be in the 11, but there's, he's not a starter. We have got options. Yeah, I felt like, I did, I'll put my hand up. I forgot to mention it at the QPR when we talk about QPR, but I thought Lewis O'Brien was a was a plus point against yeah. QPR. I thought Lewis he did quite well. Um, but yeah, so in, in terms of the transfer window, uh, Neil, you've alluded to it. Well, you, you said it flat. Three three transfer windows is what Phil Hodgkinson said. People can't accuse him of saying anything else. He said nope. it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, are you happy with the business that we've done in this transfer window, though? That's a completely different question. I don't think anybody is. Chairman probably in, but you can only you can only go by what you've got at the time. And Aaron Moy had did anybody want to say Aaron Moy sold? No, nobody did. But Aaron Moy, the year of his contract, he didn't want to play in Championship. He's twenty nine year old. He wanted to play Premier League football. If he's got that one chance to play Premier League football, the thing that I take out of it is he deserves to be playing Premier League football for a start by far and away our best player. For him to then agree with town, I mean, it looked like a bizarre deal when it went through that it were a loan, but for the for him to agree to sign a three-year deal. So the, I'm, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but my guess would be that he'll probably sign for Brighton in January winter. Unless they go down. Or at the worst in summer. Um, they had a right win on Saturday, no, but he didn't, yeah, didn't play today. Yeah, cracking start, you know, it, town don't stand in way players. I know we've got to look after themselves, but I don't think anybody would begrudge Adam Moy being back in Premier League because that's where he should be. 29-year-old, probably his last chance. Good luck to him. Town have got the best deal they can out of it. 
Have we replaced him? Probably not. Is it disappointing? Of course it is. Are we only ones disappointed? Probably not. What about incoming? So we've signed a number of players and Benz has come in. We didn't yeah. really have much choice with that. Um, Karoma, uh, who's played young players. So last last summer we, we sat here and we were a bit overly nice, I think, last you know, in our first podcast where we were saying, how do you feel the business has gone? And we all kind of think wanted to say, well, these are inexperienced players that we, we needed to sign something proven. We were also still in a flush of a ridiculous <laughs> way to stay up, weren't we? Yeah, we're yeah. just beating Leon and French. We just thought uh, we were going to be Champions yeah. League. We're still stuff, sobering right? up from uh, the the round at China Whites, I think. Right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we sat here and, and I think see, uh, behind it all, we were a little bit concerned. Uh, have we repeated it again this year? That's that's the question. We seem to have signed again a, a number of 22 20, or 20 to 23 year olds who you would class as projects again. And apart from Tommy Elphick, who's, yeah. who's 31, are we repeating the same? Uh, you can't, you can't, well, it looks a bit that way because three, four of them played last night. Mm. They've not been really involved. Only Grabara and Elphick have played, haven't they? Yeah. First I think it's the fees, Matt, that are clouding people's judgment or not, is it just that they've not played many games? Well, do, I, do, I, do you I think, think if like... I think, say, I sorry, think it's yeah, where they've come from as yeah, well. I, I know think. it's obviously... But say if Reese brown costs £6 million, do you think that people would be not... I think I think I think there's a snobbery of yeah. where they've come from and for how much. Yeah, I the think thing is only that they've also. But I think that's not that's also natural. I think there's been a bit of stick thrown about because we've brought in Fraser Campbell and it's the cheap option when windows shut, etc., etc. Fraser Campbell got twelve goals in Championship yeah, last bad, season, bad side, six assists yeah, in a very average old team yeah. who struggled. I think if he's, he did half of that this season yeah. for us to get him for free, I think it's a good signing, yeah. and I think. I think he's going someone Grant could really learn from yeah, as well. But if you yeah. going back to that, if you've got if we'd have paid eight million for Fraser Campbell, people would have been yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have because but, it's not worth it. But <laughs> I know what you mean. Right, Neil, right. Right. Don't mind the, the fees yeah. irrelevant. If we'd people, have paid for him, yeah. people, people want would to have see been Phil happy. Hodgkinson yeah. throwing money around. That's don't seen they? as ambition. Whereas I think it's clever to get him when he's when he's no. No, I agree. I think I think people. I think the, the problem with modern football and, and a lot of what goes on in modern football, especially it comes from Sky as well, especially Jim White in his yellow suit. Oh, he's an absolute, he belongs in the danger zone. He's a permanent he's resident in the danger zone. And he's on door, isn't he, to be fair? Yeah, with his yellow suit and what have you. And <laughs> essentially... Good Sky, evening, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, Sky build build this up about ambition is money, don't they, Neil? They, they, this transfer window thing, they sell a whole sell a whole week don't they about spending yeah. money and it it leads people to think I think that spending 15 million on Jared Bowen is would would be great don't get me wrong but it, that success yeah. without actually finding what you need and, and fitting it into into the squad itself rather than you know yeah. I, I thought we needed a left back I'm disappointed we didn't sign a left back personally but I understand that we could get one in January so I'm not yeah. going to kick off too much about that I'd like to see Congo at centre back but I think one thing that we, we probably haven't considered is that they will know who they want. They will know what players, certain players may not be available that they would like. And I think it's a case of waiting for, you know, waiting patiently. I, I said it a few weeks ago, and I think this season is a precursor to next. And we just need to make sure that we line the right pieces up because I think next season with the parachute payments and the way the club commercially brings money and next season might be a, a one-time goal. I think people may see it as well. Three windows in three years. Three windows is a season. Literally, it's a season, yeah. isn't it? So, a season of transition, which is... I, I think 
I always expected that this season, yeah. didn't you? I said I said that on that Radio Leeds thing because I think I think if we just look on down last day, say it had been the season before with Chelsea and what have you, we just we went down to Chelsea knocked us down and what have you and Arsenal and then we were down. Then then I think there's maybe a different argument then. But then this is kind of like we we were down at January. We, it was so much repair work needed to be done. Yeah, you could maybe argue, yeah, we had two years in the Premier League, so we should have more money and stuff. But to me, such a losing culture, such poor players. And to be fair, like you said, Neil, there's a lot of players still there that we probably still want rid of. You know, bad apples, people we want out. It was always going to be a messy kind of transition, really, and that as well. And again, it's going to be focused on one man, Siva. But it's, I, I expected, I mean, I said ninth, you know, maybe I said 12th. You said 12th, Matt, didn't you, and that as well. But Starting I do. To I, know, actually, I, don't, I don't think a lot of town fans, you know, I didn't hear many saying personally, I think we're going to go back up. Did that, you? That, that's why I was surprised at what Jan, what Jan said um, after last night about people that sort of, you've got to level your expectations yeah, because okay. people were expecting the, to bounce back straight away. And, you know, you've got to remember you're in championship, fully aware we're in championship. Yeah. You know, that's it's not yeah. a secret. I've been ready for yeah. championships yeah. since Christmas. Um, but um, well, we should be doing better though. That's hundred percent. But sure. for him to say that there was an expectation level of bouncing back, yeah, it's it's rubbish. The one, the one. I I don't know anybody who I speak to a lot as a town fan who thought we're going back no. up. I think a lot of people hoped, you? but I don't think yeah. they expected. I think hope and the, expectations the are different. One I heard was Pozza who said to me, "Open top ten, and that was most positive I've yeah. heard. Open for top ten, and then." Yeah. I don't think that's too outlandish to expect when you've just got no. to come out of Premier League, is it? No. Because I think that it, oh, probably not one of his questions, but it's M Ben M Ben's a dick You know what? There's 18 million between them, Neil. I just these it's such a concern, isn't it? Because there's been occasional glimpses from Dear Carby more than M Ben's looked like an amateur last night. And it's just like for me, these two have got a Well you finished game you finished game last night against Lincoln. You got M Ben's and Mooney on pitch cost cost us twenty two and a half million no, quid. No. You got Van Lepard on three quarters of a million, Kachunga over a million, Stankovic over half a million. Do, do, do ex- you know, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Do you expect money still to be here? I mean, the, the transfer window in Europe, don't, I think the Spanish one shuts September the 3rd or, or the 8th or something. So do, do you expect money to still be around? It depends who wants him and how much willing to pay, yeah. doesn't it? I wonder how up for it Because it costs us a lot of money at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah. I wonder how, up for, how motivated it'll be because that's the, the key thing for it. Well, so have, we don't have to tell last night. You should have scored yeah, it. I mean, the crowd were acting like it were. The rebirth of a legend yeah, when he come on last night in. and, you know, he couldn't hit a cow's house with a banjo all no, last season no. and, and, and that didn't change in the last 15 minutes last night, did it? Steve, yeah, Steve Boothier. Yeah. So, <laughs> I get what you did there, mate. Yeah, hey. let, let's move on to... Save uh, our shirt. It's some save our season. It should, should have said save, our, save our season, yeah. <laughs> So let's move on to the next section. Infield, he's got Moy. Moy can still hit one anyway. Deflection, Hafela, 2-1 on the field town. Michael Hafela, the cult hero, takes advantage of a deflection. Brain the moment on the field town because a German has won the West Yorkshire derby. Neil, do you want to give us a, you know, as people who, who do and don't listen to this podcast will know, we, we like to... We aligned ourselves with um, some charity, uh, or well, not so much charity, but more um, voluntary work um, last season. And two of them that are involved are very close to you. You sat there wearing your It's Okay to Talk AMC shirt. Uh, I I went to the Deep in Hull on Friday 
Um, it's a bit of an in-joke with, with a couple of my friends that I'm obsessed with the deep. It's a great huh. place. And I saw a guy there wearing an, an Andy's Man Club t-shirt, which got, I thought was great. Got a big group, you know. Yeah. Big group. I thought that was great. Um, are you going to give us an update on how things are going at AMC and HSK? Yeah. Um, Andy's Man Club would feel, obviously, that I'm with 52 guys through the door on Monday. Um, 12 of those were new on the night. So it just shows that the word is getting out there. Um, obviously, we've... We're getting the check from town for seven thousand quid, which will that that never goes. There's two people employed by his man club, one full time, one part time. Um, I'm not one of those. I had, even though it probably looks like it. Um, <laughs> like a walking billboard yeah. right over the clouds. Um, but that the money that is ever always raised for Andy's man club goes back into the charity. It's never towards wages. They're, they're funded by a completely different entity. Um, so everything that is raised goes into. Raising awareness, opening new clubs, etc. There is going to be a new club opening very, very soon um, at the New York Stadium in Rotherham. That's going to be the next Andy's Man Club, so that'll be 21. So things moving on. Obviously, if people are looking on 12, 43, 57 and 88 minutes in the ground, you'll see the Andy's Man Club, it's okay to talk, stuff going around the LED boards. Because of the nature of it being white, writing on black background, it really pings out, it does stand out. Looks really good. So if you do see that at the ground, feel free to get a picture and tag us in on Twitter at, at Andy's Man Club H. That's always good to see that people are doing that. And by doing that, you're spreading awareness and that just might save one person's life just by you taking a picture. So please do that. That'd be cracking. Um, and then the street kitchen, we got 11 grand altogether. Um, and we've actually spent about two of that already which probably sounds a bit rapid for a street kitchen to go and spend 2,000 quid, but we've been able to go and pay a full year's worth of storage facilities that was normally coming out of our own pockets. That's Paying good. that every month, so we've managed to pay that a full year up front, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, and also, the volunteers put in a lot of work. They put in a lot of their own time, a lot of their own money. Massive effort for people, massive commitment every Sunday taking over it away from family life and what have you. Um, so we've bought them all um, a T-shirt and a hoodie with the Huddersfield Street Kitchen logo. And the hashtag that we've come up with is hashtag people helping people. So you'll, you'll see that around a lot now because that's simply what it is. It's people helping people. So, so far we've spent about 2,000 quid and it's going to really good use. And it just, you know, that's it's just a little thing to give volunteers something back which they thoroughly deserve that's great Neil uh, something else I think is probably worth mentioning someone's just sent me on WhatsApp and I've got it on my laptop here as well which is about Sean Jarvis so I've, I've just seen a tweet whereby um, there's a school with it that we're going to have a tour this week uh, and somebody's tweeted towards you know Sean Jarvis as well and said 20 kids were going to come down and somebody's somebody's sick or something so I haven't quite got the full gist somebody's sick so they, they weren't able to get a you know, tour and Sean Jarvis has replied to say, you know, how many kids are coming? And if you bring a couple of adults, he'll do it personally from between half one for 45 minutes. And I just think brilliant. this is, this is my foot. You know, this is the things that my yeah. football club do, which make it different. And, you know, things like the Huddersfield street kitchen and AMC, that's why I mentioned it now. Yeah. And Sean Jarvis, the, Great. the, you know, the marketing commercial director doing that in a busy day to show some kids around the stadium. I just yeah. think 
it's 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 really great and we sit here and we can moan about Jan Ziva all we want Absolutely. but these these are things that matter you know at the end of the day and I think that's really wonderful what you know, people will say it's only 45 minutes, he's already there. I had one of the commercial guys come up to being ground last night, Alex, just to ask us how things were going and what have you, and see if we were happy with LEDs, and clearly we are happy with LEDs, we're delighted with them. So yeah, thanks to the club again. No, that's that's great. So things like this is what, you know, makes you happy to be a, to be a member of, or a, a person who's involved with Huddersfield Town Football Club. And we'll move on to uh, another feature that we've introduced this season. Moves in, Jepson's there, Billy's in, a goal, Chris Billy, Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Right then, so it's 40 years since the famous 100-goal title-winning season and 25 years since Neil Warnock's winners at Wembley. Um, We're going to be doing a a, a sort of a look back in time at how we did on on this game week. 40 and 25 years ago and hopefully at some point this season we'll be able to get a player on from a player or personality on from those seasons and we'll, we'll be able to discuss those in more details Cosy. Uh 1994-95 a big day in Huddersfield Town's history Cosy. Yeah brilliant the first stone game a three-sided ground uh, it's Oxford copied that model uh, for a while but they still got three sides but Wickham Wonders, Simon Garner, the guy who uh, done the rounds. I think he did it a few times before for Blackburn. Trying to dip into my own memory bank yeah, there. Did, but yeah. yeah, one thing I remembered, uh, I had a season ticket in the Kilner Bank. Obviously, it was fresh new and it was very exciting. But the away fans were like at the bottom end of the Kilner, weren't they, by the yeah. cinema bit? And they used to bash on the... Uh, I have time it really weird because it was just a little bit of a kind of a door, really. And just a proper bash on it. And, and we bashed back. I thought, God, this isn't going to go well and that as well. But... Yeah, I remember it was a classic. I don't think it was a great game, to be honest with you. But no. I, And I thought, let's settle for a nil-nil, to be honest with you. And then I think he just kind of hooked one in. But if I remember rightly, actually, that, that game, the Wickham fans, I think, were in the Riverside lower. God, I'm sounding like a right sad start over here, aren't I? But I think the river, the away fans at that point, that first game, I'm sure they were stuck in like crackpot corners, some people call it, at the bottom side of the Riverside. But yeah, I just remember. But I just remember even though we'd lost, thinking this is... This is our home. It just felt amazing. And uh, yeah, good times really in that as well. You don't realise our ground, how nice it looked. God, I'm sounding even more sadder, but just sat last night in the top tier looking across, like all the trees behind it and everything. It does. It's a good backdrop. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It looks good a really backdrop. nice backdrop and that as well. You know, I noticed last year and season before, a lot of media were kind of like, wow, picturesque Huddersfield, I thought. I like, don't yeah, yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's quite But yeah, the uh, that was a bit of a, you know, classic town really, big, Big opening show, and uh, we got we got beat. Yeah, I think I don't know if we'll be on this, but I think then we did we play Black Southampton a few years a little Leticia, didn't he? Hook one in or with that one a bit further down the line. I remember that first time we had a big uh, he, um, side there. that ball that I remember seeing because Matt Leticia was a bit of a hero of mine at the time. Yeah, we, he was right goal. Wasn't yeah, it? I yeah. was probably twelve, thirteen, yeah. and he um, he came with Southampton and he scored. I think with his shoulder in that game, and then he absolutely destroyed us down. Down there, but yeah, yeah Southampton. That was a bit late. That was in yeah. that was in September. The yeah. first League Cup game was uh, we we played Scunthorpe and lost two one, but Pat Scully scored. But we, <laughs> but don't worry, it was two legs at that yeah. point, and we uh, we beat them three 0 at Huddersfield with Ronnie Jobs. That was ninety four five. What was the uh, the one for me? Was it what we're doing seventy nine eighty? Is it seventy nine eighty? So twenty second of August nineteen seventy nine was game Come week on, two. Uh, Wigan Athletic. 
uh, were the home side. We visited there and we won 2 1. Springfield Park. 6,920. Grass yeah. yeah. The grass is always greener. <laughs> a bit like the Shea. Well, the Shea used to have a grass fence. It was horrendous where we yeah, were uh, goals from Holmes and Fletcher. So Fletcher, Peter Fletcher was um, striker at the time and, and Mickey Holmes, midfielder. So Neil, you're probably the only one who can remember these. I wasn't born. <laughs> I never saw Mickey Holmes play, but saw Peter Fletcher play. Any good? Yeah, good striker, Peter Fletcher. Very good. Yeah, so uh, Huddersfield at that point got off to a great start. Going to go up in these two, two seasons, that way I can feel the excitement. <laughs> we should just do this at the start and then go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Those were the well, days. Talking about a win, brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, goals and all, not being penalties, it's great. Yeah, we've scored 100 goals this season, so, you know. We wanted that Wickham one, up. though, to be fair, but yeah. Yeah. So, and do you remember, uh, this, this is a really easy question, I don't even know why I'm asking you, but do you remember the offspring of Simon Garner? Ooh, I should do. Alan Garner, no. No, Joe, who came on oh, loan in 2010. Yeah, course, yeah. is his son. That's his son. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't Did you know it's Des Walker's lad were playing last night? Yeah, for, Tyler. Uh, yeah. yeah, Tyler Walker, yeah. Yeah. So there you go, that Joe Garner, who... Uh, who and his dad, I think, scored more goals at Huddersfield than, than Joe did, and Joe was there six months. So, wouldn't yeah, I wanna, it wouldn't have been out of eight none, would it? I want to <laughs> knock up your order. So, on Saturday, we, we were rained off at cricket, and I leads were on, so no interest in that. Everyone else watching that, but I watched West Ham Man City, and I sat through it. And God, this is sound bitter ex Premier League kind of waffle, but it went absolute. Joss Neil, Man City was so much better. West Ham had spent all that money, the fans had all disappeared before the end. I just thought. I'm so glad we're out of that. Yeah. And then, Morning. to be funny, I've turned around, I just saw Graben just running off, like, because it all went ocean. Now I thought, good, I'm like a championship. But just kind of, I don't know whether you've watched much of it, because I watched that Colin Murray show, and I've kind of kind of got him back into, you know, kind of moving away from the Premier League and stuff. But I still, it's, I don't work poor in this league so far, but I do. It just feels good to be back. I know it's going to sound really bad, this, but it is, it kind of, I just watched that, and I thought, if you're a West Ham fan, that, that, I know there's winnable games. I, I, watched, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I watched yeah. match at day and you just hear them, no, you sharp, just hear them yeah. drooling about yeah. Man City winning 5 0. And it's mm. where, where's fun in that? It Man City winning 5 0 every week. It was good to see Billy Sharp want to get his goal and like all That was quality, that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sheffield in his yeah. end and that as well. But it's, yeah. I, it, I hope they do no, well. It's just kind of that. But you know, the snob police will be out this week because I think it's Sheffield out of Crystal Palace on Super Sunday, isn't it? So we'll oh, yeah. be calling up for a yeah. Worst, worst game ever, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah. I, think I've, I noticed Mourinho's kind of joined the panel, but I just sat there and thought, I don't, I, I'm just glad maybe we're, we are where we are, really. I tell you what, proper. I bet Mourinho's not there for Sheffield nice. United versus Crystal Palace. No, I bet he ain't. <laughs> no. But I'm not, surprised. Top six only. But yeah. like last night, I kind of, we were behind some Lincoln fans coming at the ground and you could feel they were like, because obviously we've been Premier they were really up for it. They're on a good roll. They took a decent following, didn't they? They were like, I think you forget that we are seen, despite whether we think we're coming back up or not, people are wanting our scalp. Yeah. Because we were there last season. We've got a. Sound like a Leeds fan, don't you? They're, you're only here to. <laughs> it's just depressing that we've played two at home and everybody's got two yeah. final, isn't it? In a way, though, I think we won't want an home game straight after, would you, if you could pick? But it is what it is. And then we've got Cardiff, haven't we? haven't really talked about that. I mean, that's Well, Fulham nightmare. next, haven't we? So, yeah. we'll, Fulham and Cardiff. What, we'll what, probably end up doing podcast pre Cardiff, won't we? Well, we'll, we'll wrap this up now. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up with, on, with I'm Fulham. On, I'm on radio in a minute. I know, there we go. <laughs> Five live, Chris Sutton arguing here. No, again. no, it's bigger than that. So, Fulham. Fulham, I'd, I'd, I'd switched. 4 3 3 is not working for me. I'm not a big. I'm, I'm going old Lee Clark again, and, and I said this a million Just times. Just while you're planning, put Van Lepada back in, Matt. Um, I'd, I'd, 
I don't know, because David Wagner, Tony Pulis, Jan Zivert, three people can't be wrong about him, but I think he's probably worth a pop because no one's doing any better. But I, I would switch to 4-2-3-1. I'd probably put Rajiv Van Lepar and Kachunga in on, on the flanks. Uh, maybe Diakabi might be harsh to drop him. Uh, but Diakabi or Kachunga on the flank, and give, give Grant more support by pushing well, Pritchard. Fair, I, think, I think we pretty much know what team's going to be, don't we? It'll probably be 4-3-3. And I'd have Lewis O'Brien and Hog Holden. He sounds like he's and Bakuna, Bakuna will be out for me. his comments. I don't see Campbell be involved any time soon. Sure, surely he's got 15 yeah. minutes of him off at bench. Surely. Yeah. Well, this is the thing with Mooney. It's like, how yeah, fit fit? At least he's not. Steve Mooney has been playing all the way through, you know, African Cup of Nations, and there's a two-week holiday. How, how, how fit does he need to get to to come off the bench? That was... He's been true. They're naturally uh, fit anyway. They naturally do stuff yeah, to David keep David Wagner fit. did the same thing, to be fair. So it's not a, a, a phenomenon it, only to Jan Siever. But, but Jan's in a sticky situation at the moment. He needs... All the help he can get into off somebody like Fraser Campbell on books. We're not asking for 90 minutes. Just... I'd be amazed. Well, I wouldn't be amazed, but I'd be very, very disappointed if he's not in the 18 on uh, Friday night. I don't think he will be. I'll be, I'll be very, very disappointed then. <laughs> right, I think at Cardiff as well. So there's two tough games coming up. I think this, this could be defining for, for Jan, but... I've been being wrapped to Cardiff City. I know it's a long way to go, but £19, I think, in for adults. Yeah. Fair play. Fair so, play to anybody that goes there on a Wednesday night as well. Um yeah, get get yeah. some great yeah, get <laughs> some great fan points for that one. It and that as well. But yeah, unbelievable. We'll take five hundred in that little wedge in corner, won't we? Because we've just got some great support. But yeah, you'd long odds on us getting six points out of them two nil. <laughs> I hope we do. But yeah. there we go. <laughs> okay. I think we'll end it there. So thank you to everybody for sending in uh, all your tweets. Uh, sorry we couldn't read them all out, but is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pete's got a chance. Yes. Pete scores. Jack Pete scores. Heffel is in there. Scores for Field Town! 3-2 Town! For a sherry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! The quatch was in, round the hair! 2-0 Huddersfield Town! Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now 
by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.